Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you joining me. And today, we are going to talk about how to double your attractiveness to women instantly by making yourself into the prize. That's right. You are the prize. You are the hot chick. You are the one being pursued. She is the one submitting the application. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's all about a mind shift, boys. A lot of you guys are chasing tail, trying to get girls. Did you get lucky last night? Why do we say that? Did you get lucky? Because it's implied that women have the power. They are the prize. We are trying to get them. That's the precedence that's set up in society, and that's complete bullshit. When you become the prize, when you become the hot chick, quote unquote, everything changes for you. You automatically double your attractiveness because this is reflected in your body language. It's reflected in your tone of voice. It's reflected in your bearing and women pick up on it immediately and it makes you exponentially more attractive to women. Before I jump into the content, I want to tell you guys yet again that I am offering a free one-on-one breakthrough session. Go to my website, coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching, fill in the goddamn slap in the Jesus and you and I will get on that one-on-one call together. All right, so we want you to be the selector. Why is being the selector so important? Because like I said, it puts you into the mentality that she's the one submitting the application. It puts you into the mentality that you are the prize. You look at yourself as the guy who can offer a woman a lot. You look at yourself as the man who a woman would be lucky to be with. And when you do that, that is unconsciously reflected in your mannerisms, your tone of voice, the way you handle yourself, the way you speak to women. So many guys go up to women under the context that she's the hot one, she's the one who they are trying to win over, she's the one who's going to decide whether or not they're going to be lucky enough to date her, and when they do that, they automatically supplicate to her in ways that are completely unconscious and that she picks up on, even sometimes subliminally, thus affecting her level of attraction to you. So we flip the context completely and we get into the selector mentality. First, I want you guys to write down, that's right, you gotta write something down, a little bit of homework to do here, brother. You can do it, you can handle it. If you really wanna get good in this realm, you have to sometimes do things that are a little bit painful and that includes writing down your standards, okay? What will you accept and what will you not accept in a woman? For example, for me, it's extremely unbelievably important that she's positive. She's not a Debbie Downer. She doesn't have a victim mentality. She's not a complainer. Instead, she sees all things as the glass being half full rather than half empty. She can reframe things in her own mind that makes her see life as a positive experience rather than a negative one. That is my number one most important standard. And yes, the woman I have right now, Marissa, is like that naturally. She was just born that way. That's how she is. She always sees the glass is half full. And because of that, I absolutely love her and I need her in my life because me, I'm naturally very cynical. My first reaction is to see the glass is half empty, the negative in things, what could go wrong. But by being with her, and it's part of the reason I wanna be with her, I am switching my mindset. I'm switching the way I look at things. So she's made me a better man. 
And that's essentially what you want. You want a woman that makes you the best version of yourself you possibly can be and somebody who supports you. So my first and number one standard is she has to be positive. Glass is half full. Next thing is she tells the truth. She's not a liar. She doesn't manipulate me. She's honest and she actually gets uncomfortable with lying. I'm actually just kind of listing out what Marissa is because Marissa is my dream girl. She's perfect for me. She's the same way. She doesn't lie. She's down to the penny honest. She's just a good fucking person with a good heart. And that ties into my first standard. She just has a good heart. She does the right thing. And what is the right thing? The right thing is that which creates peace and love in the world. The wrong thing is that which creates suffering and hatred in the world. So boom, right off the bat, first two standards. Are you positive? Do you see the glasses half full? And I will actually ask women these questions. How do you perceive this? How do you think about your mom? How do you think about your dad? What do you think the point of life is? Now, of course, you don't want it to come off as an interview, but certainly there should be some screening questions in there, even if you have to disguise them somewhat so it's not totally obvious you're screening her, but it is obvious because that's sub-communicated. All right, the next thing is she likes to have fun. She likes to laugh. She has a good sense of humor. Next thing after that is she's close to her family. I want a woman particularly who's close to her father. As many of you guys have experienced, women who have daddy issues, as they're called, are oftentimes very difficult to deal with because they haven't resolved that part of their life. And on that note, a girl who's working on herself, who's into self-development, who has a growth mindset, who wants to grow into the best person she can be and who's fucking getting after it. What's also important to me is that she's career-oriented. I want a woman who's getting after it, wants to kick ass, wants to be a multimillionaire. I'll tell you, boys, if you want to be rich in this life, which I know 90% of you guys want to, whether or not you're willing to do the work to get there remains to be seen, but we all want that. If you really want it and you're doing the work to get there, you have to have a partner who's doing that with you. And did you know regarding the law of attraction, which means you attract to yourself the very thoughts that you're thinking, did you know that when you team up with another person, the law of attraction becomes exponentially more powerful? Then you team up with more people, for example, your entire family, for a common goal, the law of attraction becomes extremely powerful to where you can manifest things into your life exponentially faster than if you were doing it alone. So I want a woman who also wants to become a multimillionaire, who also wants to travel, who also wants to have experiences, who wants to retire at about 50 or 55 years old, which is my goal, and do whatever the fuck I want to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it with. I want her to have that same goal. Now, what's cool is, quick side note, is even if I was retired, if I had all the money in the world, I'd still be doing this podcast. I actually asked myself that question. I was like, would I still be doing this? And I want you to be 100% honest with me. And I said, you know what? I would. Maybe I wouldn't be dropping two a week. Maybe I'd go down to one a week, but I'd definitely still do this podcast. And that tells me that I'm on purpose, that I should be doing this because to get paid to do what you love is the best thing in the world. And I'm so fucking blessed. I'm so thankful. And honestly, brother, you listening, I have you to thank for it. Thank you. All right. So my next standard is a good diet. Does she take care of herself? Does she exercise? Does she put health as one of her prime directives? And does she want to keep a banging body as she ages? You know, I've dated a lot of younger women 
And what's always funny to me is I would go out with a lot of these girls to diners after we go to the nightclub or we'd go out to dinner together or we'd be chilling and we'd stop by 7-Eleven and they'd buy some food. And for a lot of girls, particularly young ones, whose metabolism hasn't yet slowed down where they can gain weight easily, they'll just eat like complete shit. They will not exercise. They'll eat literally like candy when we stop by 7-Eleven. Now, this is girls who are in their early 20s who oftentimes are the most physically attractive, at least in my eyes, but who haven't yet developed themselves to the point where they take self-development and discipline as some of their higher motives. They'll just eat like shit. Well, that's a deal breaker for me because if she's doing this now, she's going to do it down the road. And that's why, boys, you'll see a girl who's like super banging one year. You won't see her for a couple years and then she'll just be completely fat because there's a point with most women where their metabolism slows down and then it's just like pulling a fucking cord on a life raft, dude. It just like blows up, right? Immediately, like Russian chicks. They're so oh, banging, right? Like Ukrainian girls, Czechoslovakian girls, Romanian girls, super banging. And then you look at those babushkas, man, those grandmas over in Russia, and you're like, how in the hell do these super hot chicks turn into this old lady wearing a hood on her head, looking like a goddamn mountain troll? How does that happen? It's because they never had the discipline to control their diet when they were younger. So invariably, they end up being a fat babushka. You wouldn't hit that jank with the 10-foot pole for all the tea in China, bro. You look at those girls and you're like, damn, dude, how did that girl get so fucking ugly? No, brother, I'm not going to deal with that. So one of my standards is, does she take care of herself? Does she go to the gym? Does she work out? Super fucking important to me. Another standard I have is, how does she treat her man, right? Is she loyal? Does she treat him well? Is she a giver rather than a taker? And a really good way to find that out is to kind of ask her about her ex-boyfriend or more importantly, ask her about her father, her uncles, her brothers, and kind of see how she views men. Because if she has a bad view of men, it's only going to come on to you and you're going to have a bad experience with her. Another standard I have, and this should be standardized for all you gentlemen out there, is, is she a good kisser? Does she give a good blowjob, a little bit of sick duck? Does her pussy stink? Is it fun to have sex with her? Do we have a good connection? You know, I respect and appreciate those guys who don't want to have sex before marriage. And I know that's oftentimes a religious standard that's imposed on some men. And you know what? I respect it. But would I ever do it? Hell no. And if I met a girl who said, I'm not going to have sex until marriage, which has happened to me probably a couple dozen times that's happened to me, I respect it, but I'm not going to continue dating her. Because I want to know that we have chemistry in the bedroom. When that ass is up high, does it make a motherfucker want to cry? That's what I'm talking about. Because if it isn't there, then why would I want to stay with this chick? So physicality, do we jive physically, is super important to me. Does she smell good? Does her energy feel good? Am I attracted to her? When I look at her in a bikini, do I get a boner? Is she highly in her feminine energy is another one I have. Because if a woman isn't highly in her feminine, and by the way, this is turning out to be harder and harder to find because so many women are moving into their masculine due to this societal swing to the other side of feminism, 
where women are becoming more masculine, men are becoming more feminine. You fucking insult a guy with trigger words and it fucking hyperextends his vagina half the time. These guys are goddamn pussies. And any women listening, you should have these standards too. I don't want a fucking pussy. I don't want a guy who sits down when he pees and whose vagina gets hyperextended when I say one mean word to him. I want a guy with a backbone. Well, it's the same thing with the woman. I want a woman who's highly in her feminine, can let me handle her the way a man is supposed to handle a woman. And real quick caveat, this doesn't mean I think women are less than us. I just think in a relationship type setting that the man has to lead the woman. That's the only way to keep her attracted to him. So if she's constantly vying for the frame, which initially is okay because she's testing you, she's testing boundaries, which is her job and her right to do. But as the relationship continues, if she's constantly trying to get the frame, which I've had happen to me before, she's out, she's done. If she can't surrender to my masculinity and trust in me leading her to where she wants to be led, protecting, presiding, providing to her a positive life and a positive experience and even a positive family, if we were to stay together, she's not willing to do that. She's out like sauerkraut. She's off like a prom dress. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. She's gone. And those are a small handful of the standards that I have and that you guys would be wise to list out for yourself when getting into this niche. All right, now let's get into why we do this and how we telegraph this on the first date and subsequent dates after we start seeing a woman. All right, so first of all, I want you guys to literally write these down. I have them written down somewhere, but I've been exposed to them so many times, I just know them off the top of my head. I wasn't sitting there reading that. It's just, I know it because I'm constantly screening for it when I meet a new girl. And this comes to guy friends too, as I dropped on my podcast on Monday. I have standards for guy friends, pretty much the same stuff, except for the sex being bomb. I don't want his ass to be up high. That will not make a motherfucker cry, at least not in the way I was implying earlier. If that ass goes up high, I am out like sauerkraut, man. I am not Rear Admiral Anal Peterson up in this bitch. All respect to gay dudes, but that definitely ain't my program. But other than the sex stuff, all the standards for dudes should be the same. Is he positive? Is he driven? Is he going to be a support? Is he a good fucking dude? Does he do what's right rather than being selfish and acting out of hatred, but instead wants to have my back as a brother fighting shoulder to shoulder with me in the trenches? So what you guys do is you write these down, okay? You write all your standards down. She has to be hot. She has to look like this. She has to have this kind of morals. She has to believe in this. Like some of you guys are religious. Some of you guys don't want to have sex until marriage. If that's the case for you, you'd be wise to write it down and look for that standard in women. All right, so going into the first date, going into the first conversation even, going into dating a woman, you are constantly screening for this. Now, it is going to eliminate a gigantic portion of the women you meet, but who cares? Why would you want to be with a girl who doesn't meet your standards? Screen them out immediately. Now, there's something to be said about just wanting to hit it and quit it, dip in real quick. I've done it many times where I knew the girl wasn't good for me for the long term, but I still wanted to have sex with her because she had a bomb ass body and a face that looked like a goddess. I'm not going to sit here lying to you guys and say that I eliminated every single girl right off the bat, but there would often be warning signs in the beginning to which I would screen for. I'd have them written down. I'd see the warning sign and I'd say, look, 
I'm probably not going to make this girl my girlfriend, so I'm going to make her no promises. But if she wants to let me have that squish mitten, I'm not going to say no because she's so goddamn banging. And on the topic of being moral, which I'm going to drop a podcast here soon in the future, you have to figure out what your moral compass is when it comes to that kind of situation. But immediately from the first date, I would have an abort mechanism built into my first dates, and I'll do a podcast on that too probably in the future, where I could get out within 10 fucking minutes. I could abort mission, get the hell out of there. And I've done it many times. Girls who come into the date complaining about their friend, their boss, their mom. Girls who are overtly negative, judgmental, a girl who lies to me, a girl who tells me about how she lied to her friend. If she's going to lie to her friend, what do you think she's going to do to you? She's going to be lying to you in two weeks flat. So immediately I'd be like, yo, I got to get going. Uh, let's catch up some other time. Or I'd pretend I'd have an emergency, whatever it had to be. And I'll do a podcast about that in the future. I would always build these in. But the reason you get more attractive is because when you get into the selector mentality where you feel she's the one submitting the application and you're the prize and you are the prize, look at the way you're working on yourself. Look at the things that you're doing to try to improve yourself. When you tell yourself that you're the hot chick, you're the one who a woman would want to be with, you automatically double your attractiveness because no guys do this. No guys do this. And she can sense that from you. And your questions, while hopefully not being too obviously stated in a way that you're interviewing her, but instead are somewhat disguised, and I'll show you an example of this in a second, your questions telegraph to her like, whoa, this guy knows his worth. This guy knows that he's the prize. God damn, why does he feel this way? Where's that confidence coming from? What does he have? Is he like spectacular in bed? Is he a great boyfriend? Does he treat women amazing and make girls fall in love with him? Yes, that's what's communicated when you have these screening type questions. And on the subject of screening type questions, you guys should be asking these types of questions on the first date, right? Which is like, what's good about you beyond your looks? Are you loyal? What's the coolest thing you've ever done for your friend? Do you think the glass is half empty or do you see the glass is half full? If this and this were to happen, how would you react? And these questions are okay to ask because not only do they show her that you're screening her, but they also provide conversational topics for her to seek her teeth into. For example, you ask her, so hey, I have a really important question to ask you. It's kind of something that's important to me. Are you loyal? And she's like, oh yeah. You'd be like, what's the coolest thing you've ever done for a friend? Now, not only have you shown her that you're the selector, that she's the one submitting the application, but it also gives her an opportunity to talk about herself, to tell a story. It gives conversational substance that goes into that first date type setting. Okay, so backing up a little bit. First step, write down your standards. You guys should have at least 10 to 20 of these things. Then when you go out with a woman, base a couple questions on these standards and listen very closely to her language both in answering your questions, but also when she's talking about something completely innocuous that clues you in to how she is morally, how she is attitude-wise, how she is to her friends and to her family. This is so damn important. If she doesn't make the cut, and if you decide that her lack of whatever you're looking for isn't worth dealing with for a couple of weeks just because you want to hit it, and we've all been there. You know you've been there, bro. Don't try to be Mr. Like Moral and be like, oh, I would never have sex with a girl unless she met all my qualifications. Yeah, right. If she was hot enough, you'd hit it. So 
while we're making her no promises, and again, this is a podcast episode in the future, if you decide she's not going to make the cut, but you still want to hit it, you can still run a campaign, but you know at least that there's no way this girl could be my girlfriend, and she knows that you are the selector too. This automatically doubles your attractiveness. You have to do nothing else but write down your standards and go into each interaction knowing that you're the prize. I cannot stress this enough. I want you to be the prize. Look at all the great things you have to offer. Look at your willingness to change by listening to a podcast like this one and trying to develop yourself. How many guys do that? Maybe 0.01%, very, very few. So that right there automatically makes you more attractive to women just because you're trying to develop yourself. But I want you to think it. I want you to feel it. I want you right now, wherever you are, driving your car, listening to this on your headphones, laying in bed, wherever you happen to be on the shitter, kind of gross, but you're going to do what you're going to do. Wherever you are, I want you to think right now, what is it about me that makes me awesome? What is it about me that separates myself? And focus on those things. You should actually write a different list of all your positive attributes that you focus on. And then from that, you're like, yo, this girl has to meet this, this, and this qualification. If she doesn't, she's gone. Goodbye. Best of luck to you. Take care. That's the way I look at it. All right. One final note on this. Sometimes, and this will happen rarely, girls will seemingly not meet your standards off of that first impression, off of that first date. But sometimes girls will turn out to be absolutely spectacular people if you just give them a chance. So while I do have that abort mechanism built into my dates where I can get out in the first 10 minutes if I have to, there's something to be said about giving people a chance because sometimes first impressions are not always perfect. You know, she's nervous too. She may make some mistakes and she may say some things that aren't necessarily true to her character. And sometimes giving people a little bit more time to establish their reputation in your eyes is worth it because some people really impress you. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge it too quickly. If she makes a mistake, maybe ask her another question that will give her another chance. But as you get better in this realm, as you're able to date multiple women per week, you're talking to five to 10 girls at a time, you're going to naturally become the selector. You're going to naturally have these standards that she must meet or she's gone. She's absolutely gone. And when you meet a great woman as I did, and she starts clicking off and meeting all these standards, you can get excited because it is rare to not only meet a girl who meets all those qualifications, but also is hot. Also, you click with her. You guys have awesome sexual chemistry. When you meet that girl, you'll know that she's the one that you want to date and then possibly even marry. And she'll also know that you're the one who she wants to be with and also possibly marry because you know you're the prize. So from here forward, brother, you're the hot chick. How's that feel? Women want you. You are the selector. You're the one that girls would dream to be with. And for some of you guys, this seems absolutely unrealistic. You're like, Mark, I am so insecure. I'm so unconfident. I can't get into the state. Then just start thinking about what's good about you. Stop focusing on everything that's wrong and start focusing on what's right. What can you offer, girl? And every single one of you guys listening can offer a woman something amazing that I can't that another guy can't. That's particular to you, and that makes you the prize, brother. So focus on those good things. Know that you're an awesome guy who a woman would be lucky to be with, and go into all your interactions from this day forward with that mindset. It will completely change your attractiveness to women. 
All right, gentlemen, that's it for me in this episode. I really do appreciate you listening. Once again, if you want to get on that free one-on-one breakthrough session with me, go to my website, coachmarksing.com. You can also click the link in the description below. Click on coaching. I'd suggest reading through that whole page. Watch the video of me doing a coaching call. Read through all the testimonials. I think I got 60 plus, maybe even 70 testimonials on that page by now. Tons of them that attest to the efficacy of my three-month coaching program. It will absolutely change your life when it comes to women. So if you want to get on that call, brother, I'd love to meet you. And we'll see if you're a good fit for my program and if I'm a good fit for you. And if we are, buy condoms, man. You're going to need them because you're about to get more ass than a public toilet seat. Thanks again for listening, boys. And I will see you in the next episode.